I'm very excited that Albert asked me to make this introduction. You fellas don't realize you look a lot different from up here than you do. <laughs> He's asked me to, Albert asked me to introduce our speaker and teacher today, George Waite. Uh, Lynn, are you sure you want me to say all these things about you? <laughs> oh, we want you to. Oh. Why don't you just skip it? <laughs> well, let me let me put a few things. I've traveled with me, I've traveled with George for twenty years, so I know a lot of things about George. Uh, I can tell you that uh, he uh, was born in Belfort, Pennsylvania. He is the youngest of seven children, five brothers and one sister. He's uh, has a master's degree from Penn State. In engineering, but you know that's all right. Uh, he's worked for Lucent Technology and Western Electric all most of his career. Uh, he moved to uh, East Cobb in 1974. Joined the RUMC about that time. He was a founding member of CUC class. He uh, loves committee work. <laughs> he's very active with the, in the in the church and uh, with the home stretch and road race and uh, the finance committee in the church. He's presently the chairman of the RUM, RUMC Foundation Board. He's very active in the CUC class, lots of CUC committees. Met his wife in a bar. <laughs> they have two daughters. And they left town as soon as they grew up. One went north, one went south. I don't know if that has any significance or not. But, uh, <clears throat> he enjoys traveling the world and I believe that we're very fortunate to have George as a class member and teacher. He wouldn't be, wouldn't seem quite as smart if he didn't have that cell phone, that <laughs> smartphone, because it really, really brings it out. So, George, here's our teacher. My, and, and my friend. Thank you, Jim. Oh. Well, good. That's not even anything. Oh, this George. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask George. <laughs> Come on. You'll have to excuse me a minute. I got all flustered with that introduction. With that introduction. And I had some things here to do, so... Why don't we uh, start talking about faithful worship? And one of the ways that we do this is to uh, have a little music. So I think we ought to start with a little song, which I think we've all enjoyed before from the RUMC choir. So why don't we do this? And you can sing along with it.
Thank you, RMC Choir. Now I know how Mike O'Neill feels as he's in front of this great choir trying to, to uh, get great sounds like that out of you all. Um, last week, John Sharp uh, did a great job in presenting the first part of a faithful worship lesson. Um, John did tell me, though, that it's copyrighted material. So whatever I use of his particular lesson, I'm going to have to pay dearly for it in one way or the other. But anyway, uh, we'll go from there. Now, John talked last week about all his sources that he used, and I used a lot of sources too, but, you know, I don't know what they all are, <laughs> mainly because they've come from a lot of them. And... Uh, and I have also used some from what John used last week. So uh, I'm going to ask you to participate a little bit later. Uh, is Gail still here? Gail's here. Gail, uh, Gail asked me last night, we were at the home stretch dinner, not to break us up into small groups. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so anyway, Faithful Worship Part 2. <clears throat> I think, oh, i got to turn it on. All these technical devices. Okay. All right. You know, the stewardship committee in the steps work all year long in, in doing stewardship type activities. And I think we have a couple people in this group. I know Lynn is. I don't know who else is, is on the stewardship committee. John, you are now. Uh, Tom is. But, uh, in the past, we've had really two components to stewardship. Uh, one, of course, was the everlasting giving that people ask for. And recently, probably the last 10 years, um, service was added to, to that particular thing. Now, there's a third one, which I think is very important, is your attendance in worship services. Worship is really a a part of this whole stewardship thing and trying and striving to live a Christian life. You know, uh, throughout history, of all different religions, people have worshipped a deity. And as they have done, we have done. And we continue to do it. The Jews had Yahweh, or the great I Am. And uh, as we start into the Christian era, the uh, early Christians had their form of worship, and it has changed and evolved over the years. But uh, it is essentially trying to give to our Lord the due that he has. Well, here goes, and everybody tell me how much I owe John after these things. <laughs> Chuck knows worship last week, um, the, the video, which I think was very apropos uh, to what we're trying to do here, is mentioned this particular thing that worship means to declare how much something is worth. We're declaring how much God is worth in our particular life. And it's also an action verb. It isn't something we go to and absorb. We must participate in it. And there are three parts of worship that uh, John talked about last week. And it was to lift up high or exalt, to bow down and to go out and serve. He talked about three different parts of worship. This week, we're going to look more closely at corporate worship. And basically, we really want to be able to focus on that to heighten our interest 
in our worship services. This is a typical order of worship that we have at the 11 o'clock service. If you look at those three components, to exalt, to bow down, and to uh, to serve, we can look at those particular parts of worship and, and examine what those things are. In the opening prayer, we bow down, but we also exalt the Lord. In our hymns, we exalt the Lord. By affirmation of faith, we exalt the Lord. And as you go down through there, we get to the benediction, which is to go out and to serve your fellow man. As Mike or one of our ministers comes down from behind the pulpit to the, the horseshoe, if you want to call it that, that's what he's doing. He's saying, take these words of exaltation and go out and, um, and serve the Lord and your fellow man. Why does worship matter? And this is a list that is not an all-inclusive. You may not agree with all of it, but, but it is there. Uh, but the first thing that worship does in my mind, and please, please, uh, tune in with me. Worship involves a surrender of our lives. We go there to a worship service and we're really saying that I'm here because I love you and you are mine. It's also a time, and it's only in our particular tradition once a week. When I grew up, it was at least three times a week. Morning, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday night. But uh, we have tuned that down to once a week. But we need to put our focus on Him. Not on us, not on what our problems are, but on Him. We need to also get us out of the way. And, you know, sometimes it's a personal sacrifice. There are a lot of things we probably would rather do. We would rather go to the um, soccer game or the baseball game or whatever and then come to worship. But it is, in our own minds, a personal sacrifice. But we do have to remember the personal sacrifice that our Christ had done for us. And, you know, sometimes we don't feel like going to worship because we've had some loss of some kind. Um, but still... You're exalted to go even when you have a loss, so you can help be helped to overcome that. And finally, that list, there is our celebrating God and what he is worth to us and what he has done to us. Anybody else want to add other reasons? That, uh, okay. Well, why is worship important? You know, worship is important because... i got to catch up in my notes with the, where I am in my slide. When I say worship, I, I really am meaning corporate worship. You know, I, I know it's important to have private worship. It's important to have small groups and that sort of thing. But we're, we're focusing on corporate worship this morning. And um, it's a biblical mandate to forsake not your uh, meeting together. Hebrews uh, 10.25. So we're commanded by the scriptures to do this. But we should really want to. This is a time that we can get and give instruction. The sermons generally will give you some insight into our daily lives and what we should be doing in our daily lives. We need to also set a good example for our children, for our grandchildren, and for our neighbors to come to worship and to see what this is all about. And remember that Jesus went to the temple or to the synagogue mostly, whenever he could. And we're trying to, in our living a Christian life, imitate Jesus. So I think that that's a reason that's important. 
And we also know it is right. I know I grew up in a situation where I was expected to go to worship. It's been ingrained in me, and I think most of us it has been ingrained in too. And it also, it's important because it puts God first in our lives. And it's also important as we go out and serve the world. Let's look at, uh, in the U.S., and probably it's worse than the rest of the uh, Western world, Pollsters report that 40% of the people say they attend church in, in a Christian church in the United States. Well, that would be great if, uh, if 40% of the people attended a church, church service every week, but uh, currently the head count in the various churches show less than 20% in the 19% areas. And you know, all churches, uh, I shouldn't say all, but most all churches that are mainline and also the Catholic Church have resulted in a decline in their attendance. Even though if you're a Catholic, you're, you're expected to go. It's part of your, your religious training and background. Even in those places where church attendance is stable, you have to realize that our population has grown. So even though it's stable, the percentage of people going to church services are going down. And that's probably due to frequency of attendance. People say they go, 40% of the people say they go to church, but they didn't say they go most every week, whatever. Um, Dee Lee Poodleson and, uh, and Nancy Wright, I believe it's after a month of missing church, they do a follow-up call. And these are uh, the ten reasons. I don't know which is more important, one or ten, but they're all very... John, you may know, but... Uh, um, seasonal hooking. Oh, I listen to it on my, online, so I, I don't have to come. And I'm out of town, and that's legitimate. Family is ill, and actually, uh, our kids are teenagers, and you know, they really don't want to come, so I'm not going to come. And I also am looking for another church that's more entertaining. I do have a second home that I need to go to every now and then. And the next one, eight I like is, uh, I'm not going to tell you why I don't come. <laughs> Some other people are looking internally for their place, and finding number 10 is the weather. But anyway, that is what they found in, in a survey that I don't know how long they took, over what period of time, but I think it was interesting. And this is, of course, RUMC, so it's getting closer to home in this thing. But what about CUC? Remember a couple months ago, Dave Roberts sent out this little form, and um, you can argue with the source of the data and that sort of thing, but it was a very interesting uh, For a full year, in from 12 to 13, this is what was recorded in sign-ups in church and also in the CUC class. He made that comparison, which was the worship, the times in worship divided by the times you see. And I went down that list and I counted the number of people on the list. And I found that 28% of us attended worship less than 50% time we attended. Which is interesting. I'm not condemning anybody. It's not my job. (laughs) But it's something to ponder and to look at. And there are some things to ponder. And I would like some response, although it is getting late, on on this if I can. Why do you think our attendance in worship has declined over the years? When is sick here? No. 
Yeah, he's just leaving. But Sig will tell you that. Sig uh, will tell you that when we were up here in the chapel, three services, we had more number attendance than we have down here in the sanctuary, and it has declined. And and the ministers are, and everybody in the church is concerned about. It. Why do you think people aren't trying to get up the building when yeah. walking very difficult? Okay. George, we yeah. had a Yep, that's true. Judy? I had an interesting conversation with your old daughter. Who comes to church? She said, I don't. She said, because. Roswell Athletic Programs. Right. They run games. Mm-hmm. Our grandchildren, they have a cross or whatever. Well, that's enough. You get the idea that, that in addition to what Deedley and Nancy had, there's, there's other reasons. Or maybe I'd say reasons slash excuses. So I won't go there. Now the next question is, why do people attend CUC and not worship? Is that getting too close to the... No, I like it better. <laughs> okay, I like church. it better, according to my church. It's my church. Okay. Do you receive all the elements here at CUC? George, I'll answer that one. You do not. Uh, we have excellent speakers in our class, but it is less it's not a worship spirit. We go to church to express praise and worship. So different need could be a different need, I think. George, I th- we get we need both. We need That's this time. Yeah. So I agree with Tom because we could we have to have both the both experience. I guess the last one is really something that I'm asking. Is attending worship and as John said, going to church which is synonymous with me is that really part of the stewardship that we're in, supposed to do as part of living Christian? I can leave that as rhetorical. If you want. <coughs> but anyway, um, that's what I, yeah, Dave. It's part of the oath you take, too, to support the church with prayers and presence, forgives and serves and witness, You heard, Dave, you support the church with prayers, your presence, your gifts, and your services. Your service. Okay. Well, um, I know this was not as great as John did last week, <laughs> but it was a hard act to follow. I mean, originally, I was supposed to do the first one, but because I was coming back from Europe, uh, I didn't have time. So anyway, John, I hope that uh, you uh, don't charge me too much. <laughs> but thank you, and uh, yes. George did better because John didn't let us sing. <laughs> okay. well, I, I'll tell you what I'll do. After Bob closes, we'll sing another one. <laughs>
And as a reminder, as George says, worship service uh, today would be a great time for all of us to show up because uh, Linda and Al are part of the, the service today, giving their testimony about what the church means to them and the, the experience they've had over the past years and stuff. So it'd be good to show support and just to hear their, their story. So we can do that. And closing with our thought for the day. Obedience without faith is possible, but not faith without obedience. So a good week to everybody.